0: Came from Baltimore, 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 something came from bottom Something came from bottom Something Came From Baltimore. I am your host, Tom Galker. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B show, and it's not really about Baltimore. This week, we travel to the West Coast, the home of TV and movies, to chat with Elgin Park from the funk groove superstar band called the Grey Boy All-Stars. The new recording is called Get a Job, music from the original series Soul Dreams. And it was released April 1st, 2022 on the Knowledge Room Records. So today on Something Came From Baltimore, we are talking to Elgin Park. We are going to talk about the tracks from the new album, Get a Job, also Geeking on the Beatles, and our love for the Mary Tyler Moore tv theme song, and of course, the funk. Before we get into the interview, let's sample the song, play it back. Right, Elgin Park. Welcome to something came from Baltimore. Welcome to my Elgin Park recordings. Here you are. Where are you located right now? I know that San Diego is your home base for the group.
1: Um, I live in Glendale.
0: The whole group all scattered all over America. Or are you able no, to? No,
1: three of the guys are in San Diego. Carl and Aaron and um, Chris are in San Diego. Robert and I are about 30 minutes
0: away. Robert's in Pomona and I'm in Glendale. I need some hot guys from you you were on tour for just about a month with the gray boy all stars it was mm-hmm. there anyone like detoxing cha- changing out their heroin blood with regular blood was anyone like crashing <laughs> hotel rooms was there any kind of like fish women hit with fish can you can you tell the gossip of the group <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny um <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) You know, I I wish I had some stuff like that. I wish we were like, you know, yeah, I wish there was some after hours nonsense going on. But, you know, we're just happy to be playing together. We may be the most boring band in the world, you know, nerding out in the bus, listening to like old soundtracks and having some beers, maybe some whiskey it's not it's not very exciting and it's covid so we were you know even though we were on the east coast everybody was kind of like all right man let's hang out whatever we're like "Well, we're from california where everybody's like still masking up so we're not really hanging out and then we got covid i mean that was the most exciting thing in the tour is that like i thought i had a head cold and i played like five gigs with with covid which was probably not smart but i tested negative for uh antigen test. that I just kept playing. Robert and I got COVID. You're doing a
0: lot of soundtracks now and that's just like phenomenal work because I I think the if you have a hit you know the music kind of lives on for infamy.
1: It's one way to like inject yourself in the culture as a person in my 50s I feel incredibly fortunate to have anything to do with contemporary culture. I remember thinking about when I was younger and seeing like like David Bowie even when he was making like Let's Dance I was like that guy's so old yeah like was he part of contemporary culture a guy so you know even guys and that was great and he wasn't even that old he was like 35 years old at that point you know so to be an older person and still like at least be putting out vibes into the universe that's uh, that people are looking
0: at is, uh, is pretty awesome I remember seeing Live Aid and I think it was Tina Turner and uh, Mick Jagger and I went yeah Wow, they're the two oldest people in the world just dancing. And they probably weren't. <laughs> <30s or> <laughs> yeah,
1: Tina Turner was like, she was like 37 years old or something uh-huh. like that. You know, I mean, and now those people are still playing. I mean, you know, Mick Jagger, Carl says Mick Jagger, like, will fucking rock all day long at rehearsal. He sings for eight hours. These people have incredible amounts of energy. And I hope that I can, you know, live that way and play for uh-huh. that long. <laughs>
0: You made a point of saying get a job as 100% live in studio. Obviously, you guys were all together. Were you yeah. like one take, one take, two takes, or was it?
1: I think it was probably one take, two takes. Yeah. I mean, we, I
0: think we did that in two days. So that's a lot of songs. It's a broadcast series, Soul Dreams. I'm not familiar yeah. with Soul Dreams. I went on Wikipedia. I, where is Soul Dreams? Is that something you're making up, or is that real?
1: Soul Dream was a song that was the first song on our first record. So that's kind of where we started. And because we're playing soul music and we're all dreamers, we thought that was a good idea. Come on. Just keeping it basic, man. And that's why it's there. Original broadcast on Nugs. That's it. Soul dream.
0: Uh, We were going to go through the album a little okay uh, are you are you thinking about touring this summer at all like are you hitting uh
1: no because we've got our our members are out with uh without with their with their uh older counterparts i'm i'm going to be in europe with my family and then working on movies
0: we're going to talk about the four songs we gonna play samples of them before i even okay. do that, let's talk about uh tax man one two three four <laughs> one two
1: me tell you how it will be There's one for you, 19
0: for me George Harrison put out his first song ever, Don't Bother Me, in 1964. It happened no. to be on one of the biggest albums of all time. And then mm-hmm. two years later, this Taxman song comes out, which is one of the blueprints for like the jam all those bands from that time period yeah. mod the whole mod scene for sure everything yeah, yeah the yeah. king whatever it just was crazy yeah. what a balloon of a two-year span of like eh, i'll put out a song and then come out with this you, you guys have some interest in it i like how you guys did the arrangement on it
1: i love the beatles and i think that like just the the testament to their writing was that so many people covered their music you know And it was always something like coming from that as a child, you know, one of the first things I ever had was the Apple seven inches that were handed down for me for my brothers that I would listen to from on my little Fisher Price stereo, you know, radio player, a little plastic radio player next to my bed. I would listen to those things over and over and over again. And then as I got into this groove music, you know, in the, you know, in the 80s, because I went to Berkeley and there were there was a kind of a resurgence of rare groove. After I came down to San Diego after a period of time in the early 90s, you know, DJ Grabo was spinning that stuff and I was kind of open to it. And then, I, and then on a record or here or there, I, you know, I'd hear like a George Benson cover of a Beatles song or a Ramsey Lewis cover of a Beatles song and a, you know, and a Gabor Zabo cover of the Beatles song and all these different people covering these Beatles songs. And it sort of brought up my childhood and also reinforced this new music that I was listening to, which was old music, but new to me. And I felt an affinity for it. And then when we started playing Grey Boy also, it's like, oh my God, I can play this music, I can cover songs that I've loved my whole life. And there's a familiarity to it, you know. At that time when we started playing the song, not a lot of people knew who we were. So when we play a cover song and we do a spin on it, then it would be like something that, oh, people can dance and it's a familiar song. And it feels cool. And it feels cool to play. It feels cool to listen to it. I mean, there's so many reasons why, you know. So then it and and again. Why is it on the record? Because it's foundational to the group.
0: Obviously, you, you saw Get Back. Do you have any thoughts about the documentary?
1: Oh, unbelievable.
0: Isn't it? <laughs>
1: uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, um, you know, there's guys with just a conduit for amazing ideas. And it's just coming down into them and out to us, you know. And so natural and so
0: beautiful. I couldn't believe it. It's um, chaos all around them. Like, just all around them. And they just... It, we're able to, you know, go with it and just, you know, continue to work on their craft. And, you no, know, it was unbelievable. That one scene where Paul McCartney is like
1: talking to the publisher and the guy's like trying to pitch him on some like cover idea. Someone's covering this song and this and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then he like five seconds later, he sits down and writes the long and winding road, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just like what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> you know, it's insane. He's just he can just like, you know, focus on that. What's coming at him? Yeah. <laughs> Ways I tried. That's all right. The many ways I've tried, all right. <laughs> right, have you got any idea for the second verse? See, I was thinking of having like another, like the weather obstacle.
0: The storm mm-hmm. and rain It also just changes the narrative of beetle folklore you know i've read all the books as a kid you mm-hmm. know and because john lennon is, has an acid tongue and his vision if he's not happy he's gonna you know spit it out and george yeah. harrison's obviously can be very negative too so you have two people kind of saying a lot of negative stuff and so you write these books and they just rewrite the stuff over and over and over the folklore now you see it live and you're like oh wait a minute they're actually a functional group who are really decent to each other and they're really focused on their craft and they're mm-hmm. able to come up with like this in 28 mm-hmm. days, you know, amongst the chaos. You know, unbelievable. It's just like, yeah. yeah. And, you were like, and,
1: and and the thing is is that yeah, there's so much love in that room. And you know, part of I think one of the reasons it broke them up is they were just tired of all the noise coming from outside and just being like, I just need to like change the channel on this, you know, they didn't realize that it was going to be forever.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, I mean their 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 contract was two albums per year. So, mm-hmm. if you could say, look, dude, you can come out with an album every 4 years, you know, we're mm-hmm. fine with that or you could be the Eagles, yeah. come out every 15 years, we'll be right. happy. And that Go can ahead. give you enough break and and at that point it's just exhausting. I mean, the White Album just got released and they're they're, they're in the studio working on Let It Be. <laughs> it's insane. It's completely insane. What did I get off the subject there? All right, so.
1: Not really, because, you know, why is there a Beatles song on the record? Because there should be a Beatles song on every record.
0: <laughs> That's right. All right, so we're at the, the first song on the album is uh, uh, I Got Reasons. It's also the first yeah. single with some vocals on it. We're going to play yeah. a sample of that. Uh, okay. Is there any kind of feedback on the song that we can we can share with you?
1: I, when we started out, our band was was, a, was an instrumental band you know, and then we realized that maybe we should sing. I mean, all of us can pretty much sing except for Robert, you know, and I originally came from being like songwriter type guy. So I was like singing primarily. And so we thought, well, let's do some vocals. And this is one of them that we like. before there was YouTube and everybody could like look at pretty much any rare you know seven inch you just look it up or you can go on disk dogs or whatever looking for stuff we were actually like finding these physical seven inches and this was one of them and uh, and we really dug it I think originally there's a female vocalist wasn't it I'm not sure
0: but I, I believe Elgin Park is correct the original recording is from 1969. I've Got a Reason by Mary Jane Hooper. Let's check it out. Turn It On has a, a great solo from you, it's a it's very jazzy kind of laid-back vibe to it. can totally mm-hmm. fit jazz formats, the whole, mm-hmm. whole song, but your, uh, your solo is pretty awesome.
1: I mean, again, and, and then going back to the very beginning of the group, you know, when we first started there were two guitar players in the band and I was a rhythm guitar player and the other guy was like this super jazzy guy he didn't even end up getting onto the first record and he shall remain nameless, but he kind of choked. We played our first gig and the guy choked. I was like, well, I'm not like a jazz soloist necessarily, but I like to play solos. Uh, And, and, you know, everybody else is kind of covering the jazz angle. I feel like, you know, I come, I, I came originally from like a rockabilly blues space. You know, I didn't study jazz guitar, everything I've learned about jazz guitar. I've learned, while I was in the Grey Boy All-Stars. And I continue to sort of pick up nuggets here and there, but I don't really consider myself a jazz guitar player. But you killed it on this one, so we're going to- Okay,
0: thanks. <laughs> 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 okay. you. <laughs> So the thing is that I got hung up on Jug Eye, turn it on and and, Mm -hmm. uh, play it back. We've Mm -hmm. got to play four songs, so I'm going to just do Mm -hmm. Jug Eyes. And I like the fact that the piano is running the the bass line, like just chugging along. And I thought that was kind of unique. It's a classic funk groove. And uh, Mm -hmm. it just was like, oh, i hearing the piano where it really could have been the bass. And, yeah. uh, well, there is fine. a bass
1: on there, but it's an upright bass, so it does sound different from the rest of the record.
0: Yeah, that was that was different. You know, sometimes we go acoustic,
1: like on one of our records, on we did Quantico it was an acoustic piano. We don't do it often, but it's but it's a good it's a good switch up. Turn the world on with her
0: smile. It was funny because I was singing this song in my head last week. Uh, you're going to make it after all. You got the last mm-hmm. a couple yep. bars of it in the back. I of love it. Buckle by. That song, yeah. why wasn't that song a big hit? Because it was earworm to anyone that watched that show. That song, it was sunny, it was a yeah. single.
1: Oh, you mean that you mean the uh, theme song from Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah,
0: you're gonna make it after. Yeah. all. That yep. is in everyone's head. Everyone heard that yep. uh, everyone saw the show and that song never hit top 40. If it was a uh you know, happy days, the Laverne Shirley theme song or uh, Well that did
1: that wasn't a hit either. That wasn't that was the happy days was a hit, but the theme song wasn't a hit.
0: Yeah, Sonny Curtis. Sonny Curtis. It like hit number sixty-five or seventy. It never made yeah. it any further, but it's yeah. fantastic. It's a great song. <laughs> it is. And it's a great, and it's a great sentiment. And so when we play that, there isn't, I
1: mean, there isn't someone that, you know, that at least our age, I don't know if there's been a resurgence in the Mary Tyler Moore show. I, I, I don't think so. I think but so. people, you know, in 40s and up, you hear that melody and, and you just think like, oh, we're just trying to put a little positivity in there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a great way. I was like, oh, that feels good. So we're going to finish out that the whole interview kind of playing that, or somewhere okay. in this interview. We'll uh, play that,
1: because we are going to make it after all if we stop trying to like fight each other on Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Elgin Park, thank you for joining me today on Something Came From Baltimore. Right on. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Elgin Park from the Gray Boy All-Stars. The album is called Get a Job. Remember, Something Came From Baltimore is a show and a podcast. Please listen and subscribe and then flip it to five people who like music just as much as you do. Because we want you all to be a part of that more music scene. The show is over. Please have a great day today.